0: VoiceAmerica.com dot com. Eddie
1: George Talk Radio.
2: Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George, with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George.
3: Welcome, 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 everybody, to another great edition of Radio by George. I am your host, Eddie George, and today, whew, Today is a beautiful day down here in Nashville, Tennessee. That's where I'm coming to you live from. We had a great show last week, but before I get into that, and this is going to be a continuation of last week of uh, living a healthy lifestyle spiritually, I'm going to give you a a quick update on my weekend, and I want to send a special shout-out to all my friends and classmates at EMP76 and 74. We had a little bit of a rough weekend, and we took a final last week, and we didn't go all too well. For some of us that aren't quite accountants, but, you know, we made it through together and we had a really, really, really good time afterwards, you know. For those of you that hung out with us, they know what I'm talking about. So, with that being said, I know we got some callers lined up for this week. It was such a great week last week, talking about the spiritual lifestyle. Heard so many different testimonies and so many different things from people from all across the country, and please feel free to call in at any time if you feel moved about Anything that we talk about today, if you want to share your story or just your insight about spirituality, please call in. And I'm going to bring on my main man, uh, spiritual guidance counselor and uh, ordained minister and commentator, my man Jeff Carr. Jeff, you're on with me on Radio Jeff by George. Eddie George, good to see you, man, on the radio. How you been? Man, man, you, <laughs> you know, ripping and running, man, but just trying to find the breath. In it all, you know what I'm saying. You know how it's all chaotic around
4: you, and just breathing just kind of centers you a little bit. It centers you a lot of bit. I always tell people, I say what Mother uh, Bernice Brunson told me, and that is that whenever you're thinking that you're being overwhelmed in the world, Mm -hmm. you just uh, stop, sit still, and take ten deep breaths. And a lot of people don't realize if you take ten deep breaths. It's going to center you because you're going to filter in uh, the good stuff mm-hmm. and you're going to blow out the bad stuff. And mm-hmm. a lot of people take that for granted. But I don't care what spiritual system you find yourself aligned with or what religion you practice, breathing is essential to getting centered. And mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to, to miss out on that point. So if you're listening in radio land today and you're going through a lot at work and you've had a hard day, you can take these moments in the beginning of the show to just sit and take deep breaths, cleansing breaths in through your nose so it can filter through all of those nasal hairs. That's what it's for. <laughs> and uh, blow it out through the mouth, and you just blow out all that stress. You blow out everything yeah. that the boss has been putting on you today. You blow out everything that's going on at home, and you breathe in the good. Get yourself in order. We'll have a great show. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's all
3: a part of the meditation. It took me a while to understand that uh that whole concept of breathing correctly. You know, some people just go, ha, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It's, it's, it really, truly, if you really get into the breath, and it'll just carry you all the way through, you know. Well, you know,
4: you hit an important point there. I don't want people to miss that, see. Um, mm-hmm. When you were just breathing like that, ha, 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 what's that sound like? Sounds like you're panting. You're panting, right? And who pants usually, right? A dog. Dogs. And you hear, you hear, Breath is a cleansing thing. When you reach the point where you're short of breath, then what it does is it causes you to stay uncentered and you have this feeling that you're always tired and that Mm -hmm. you're always out of breath. And that's when you are susceptible to to mental uh, 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 problems in terms of being able to deal with things, spiritual crises, and even physical crises where you have something inside you that is not at ease or disease. Mm -hmm. And so it's uh, it's not... The words aren't wasted when people say, man... How you been doing? And they said, "Man, I'm sick as a dog." Yeah,
5: He's yeah, panting yeah. Like a yeah dog.
4: That's, that's why where That's
3: said that came from uh
4: <laughs> sick as a dog, man, panting like a dog.
3: Well, well, Jeff, we have a caller on hold, but before we get into the caller, real quick, uh, you have some some special positive news going on in your world right now with with Amura Theater. Talk about that a little bit before we jump into this.
4: Oh man, I do, man, and uh, you know I'm pleased to be able to offer Radio by George the exclusive jump on what's been going on. Uh, Amun Ra Theater, which, of course, is uh, Egyptian for the Hidden Light, is located in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm the artistic director of that theater company. We do a lot of community things and uh, community Mm -hmm. opportunities and theater training and working with young people and old people, too. But uh, we were able to secure a building and will become the first Mm -hmm. African-American-themed theater company in the city of Nashville to own and operate its own space. And one of the few is companies, period, in the city to yep. maintain a space. So we're excited about that. We're opening it up, man. We're going to be in the middle of the hood, so to speak. Uh-huh. Uh, that's <laughs> neighborhood for that's people. That's right. Kind of. <laughs> 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 we're going to be in the neighborhood, and we're going to be doing some, some drama training and some plays, and we'll hopefully we'll get a chance to get you back on stage. People don't know yeah. yet, you're a fine yeah. actor, and <laughs> we going to get you on there and give you a chance to share with the community some more, too. So we're going to make that announcement on tomorrow, and mm. Uh, wherever anybody is we appreciate the support that they continue to give to the company
3: well yeah that's that's good man i mean uh i, I followed your work i followed your plays and you just do a, a great job with the kids and this has been um you know a lifelong dream for you and uh i'm just so happy to see it come to fruition man like the groundbreaking for it is is tomorrow at 11 o'clock yeah and um i'm just happy for you but uh Moving we'll right along in the in the program, uh, talking about spiritual lifestyle. We're going to hear from Lorenzo. Lorenzo, your radio by George.
5: Good afternoon, sir. How are you?
3: How you doing, man? Man, I'm
5: blessed. I'm blessed, how are you, man? It's good. I am uh, invited on the call today. Told about the show from uh, one of, one of my good friends and yours, Rob from Virginia Beach.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, Big Rob. Yeah, he, he's he's always calling in, man. Showing support.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, definitely in. You can count on myself, and i got one of my buddies sitting there with me as well, Sean from St. Louis as well. He just, uh, you know, congratulations on the project. Yes, sir. He said congratulations on the project and everything. Oh, That's, good. He actually has a question for you, too. Okay. Yeah. Great. I want to know what you think the, the Titans are going to be doing this year about uh, progressing Vince Young, and uh, if they're going to do any help for him to get in some more receivers possibly or... Even maybe a you know another tight end or anything like that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> I can answer that. You know, this is a uh, you know uh, the topic of the day is spirituality, but since we are in the spirit of football, yeah, yeah, since it all comes back together. Um, but I think that Vince, um, they're doing a lot to, to get a, to get something for Vince Young as far as receivers and, and a different array of weapons that he can choose from. Now, if if I were the GM, and I'm pretty sure the Titans are thinking this way, um, I would not invest in um, a high-priced receiver at this point in time because Vince Young, uh, because of his style, you can put Randy Moss back there and he still, probably still won't get 1,000 yards. Now, what I, what I mean by getting some weapons, they need to get a, a running back who can – take it to the house, a home runner at the running back position. And, and Mike Heimerdinger coming back from uh, the, the Jets and also the Denver Broncos being an offensive coordinator for both clubs, previously with the, the Tennessee Titans, he believes in that. He believes in a strong running game because of Vince Young's style. I think it's going, you're going to see more of a two-tight end set. That's why they brought an Algie crumpler from right. Atlanta. And you're going to see uh, more of a physical running game to allow him to hit the edge with his with the speed and be able to throw on the run and ironically uh Steve's best years Steve really didn't, t- didn't come into um his top form until je- uh, Mike Heiminger came in and established the the vertical passing game so with that being said I would go out and get adequate receivers um at a at a good cost you know uh, right around um you know a third round fourth round type of receiver and and really harp on the fundamentals of the game, which he which you can do and and build yeah. all, build off of that. That's what I would do. Uh,
5: what do you think about maybe a Felix Jones from Arkansas possibly going there to give him a little bit of a uh, wide uh, return yeah. man uh, threat, and then also have the uh, have the advantage of you know spreading the ball vertically with his speed. Do you think something like that might be
3: that, that that's a strong possibility. You know, uh, Felix Jones is a, is a running back out of Arkansas who played with also with uh, uh the, yes. And um he, I, I believe that he he'll be he could be a great addition. You know, also Mendenhall from Illinois would be an awesome addition to that. You know, what they need on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball is an explosive football player. Whether it be a receiver, running back, or tight end, I think the running back position will definitely needs that, that upgrade there because the Chris Brown is now gone. You have Lindell White there, who is a, 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 a solid, churn uh, them out type of running back who's going to get the hard, tough yards. But nowadays, with a two running back system, you need a guy that can hit the home run. So I can definitely see Felix Jones coming in and being a great addition for the Tennessee Titans.
5: Hey, well, man, thanks a lot. Uh, it was really nice talking to you. Uh, I don't know if a bridge there is another question, but just as for as spirituality, it's, it's nice to hear you guys talking and being uh, progressive for other uh, individuals and uh, doing your best to promote that kind of a uh, healthy environment for everybody in the uh, Tennessee area.
3: So, no, thank uh, you, man.
5: All our wishes to see you guys, and hope your project goes good.
4: All, all right, good. man. Go thank Titans, Don. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Titans fan, call call in, man. they they yeah, football all the time.
3: Yeah, I mean, hey, you want to talk football, we can talk
4: football. We but can talk, we can history, talk reality, football, politics, doing, anything. And tie it together because one of the things we talk about a successful football team is um, a lot of times people think about it, you have to have, whether that receiver is a running back mm-hmm. uh, or, or a wide receiver, you have to have the quarterback who is in charge of getting the, the ball to his teammate to make something successful happen. Spiritually speaking, it's a sender and a receiver. And we talked about this last week, and we right. talk about the value of spirituality. Oftentimes, God and, and our concept of God is trying to send us something, but the question is whether we're ready to receive That's it. That's right. Can we catch that ball when it comes to us? <laughs> Can we make the handoff? Can we cross that line? So even even as it goes to a football metaphor, as we mm-hmm. talk about spirituality, uh, we all have a goal, and part of a healthy lifestyle involves uh, not only practicing that uh, physically, but spiritually too, and balancing that out. That's right. Well, we'll talk about more about the spirit, more about football
3: when we come back in two minutes, y'all. So stay tuned.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah. Show with Kerry Douglas, broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to EGXLifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit EGXLifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest, or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: Welcome back to Radio by George. And I'm on with Jeff Carr. Also a uh, commentator and an ordained minister. Now, Jeff. Yeah. A man was talk called and talked about football. You know, obviously we're talking about spirituality, but hey, it's all uh, the show that we cover everything. We find um, spirituality in football. You're talking mm-hmm. about giving and receiving, and uh, how Vince Young is, is looking for a receiver. Now, is it always good in spirituality to either give or receive?
5: Mm. Or is
3: that the, the constant process? Is that the constant flow? You talk about a cycle. That is a cycle of progressive, that As you give, you receive, and you're moving forward. So you can't always receive because you always be stagnant. You can't always give because you'll be stagnant. You have to constantly give and accept receiving, correct?
4: Yeah, well, you have to. And this is something that, you know, and I encourage people who are at home, and when we have shows like this, this gives people a good opportunity to call in and share their their personal spiritual experiences mm-hmm. with us. Uh, I would say, in taking a position on that, that it is it is good to uh, to give, and the notion is it's better to give than to receive. I believe that too, but I think it's also important for us to receive and to learn how to receive. Uh, sometimes we give so much that we don't have anything else. The only way we can continue to give is if we receive enough to replenish the well that we disperse the giving from. So a lot of times people, uh, whether that reception is from others or for ourselves, we have to balance that out. So you can give of your time, you can give of your money, you can give of your energy, your expertise, all of that, your mind, but at some point you have to go out and replenish the water. You have to spend the time to, to nourish your own mind, to nourish your own self, And when you reach the point where you're continually giving to others and you haven't given to yourself, then you're not practicing enough self-love to be able to sustain a giving. Mm -hmm. So I find that to be the case. A lot of times we see it uh, when we're growing up. How many times have have I talked to people? How many times have you talked to people who are older Mm -hmm. and they're tired because they've had kids and they've raised the kids Mm -hmm. and then they turn around and everybody in the family comes and dumps their kids back? On the grandmother. That's right. So the grandmother doesn't get to live out her elderly years in peace mm-hmm. because she's so busy raising everybody else's kids for generations. I think that's an abuse of that.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, and
4: to, to some extent it's the grandmother's responsibility or grandfather's responsibility to say, hold it now, hold it now. But I think that we often uh, are so entrenched in the notion uh, that we have to give, 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 that we don't practice the essential uh, selfishness of replenishing ourselves.
3: Now, with people listening,
4: you know how
3: how do you learn to receive? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just sit and wait? Is it? I mean, because you you hear that term, you know, you give, but you want to receive. How do you receive? Do you just just sit there and wait for your blessing to come, or you just sit there and, and, and wait? What are the, some of the methods, or what's the philosophy behind receiving?
4: Well, and let me say this though. This is a this is an interesting thing, and I'm going to say something that's probably a little bit controversial. And I've been known to do that from time to time. But uh, how you receive is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. Mm. So, if somebody gives you something and you say, "I don't deserve this," uh, at some point it can be humility, but at the other point it can be low self esteem. Mm. Why don't you deserve that? That's right. Why don't you deserve somebody taking care of you? Mm -hmm. Why don't you deserve a man, if you're a woman, saying thank you very much? Why don't you deserve that man taking you out Mm -hmm. and showing you to the world? If you're a man, why don't you deserve the woman taking care of you from time to time? Where does that come from? It comes from us having a low sense of self-esteem and who we are. So when somebody gives us something and we find ourselves saying, oh my gosh, I, I don't deserve this. I think we need to check and arrest ourselves and say, yes, we do, because we are all created manifestations of the Supreme Being who deserve all the abundance and the blessings that are due to us. And when we reach that balance, then we're able to receive better and we'll say, well, thank you very much for this. Thank you. I feel deserving of this. And because I I deserve this, I am going to now go out and be a blessing in somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. That's the proper way to receive. Mm-hmm.
3: But when you have, but isn't there... A uh, sense of you say humility, but also, um, I guess you, you feel like you do deserve it, and it, it's, it's yours to keep. I mean, isn't there a fine line between that as well? Now we can get real with this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I can I be real with you? Hey, man, this is about this is radio about George.
4: You can get as real as you want to Now, when I work with people and when I talk to people, counsel people, whatever you might say. Um, I, I I learned some interesting things about people. And I never would disclose uh, personal stories in terms of names, mm-hmm. but I will tell you a person that I'll call uh, Person X, and Person X was in a relationship uh, where they were the person who always made everybody feel loved.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, if you were ever around Person X, E, you would just love to be around them. You just love the way you feel when you're <laughs> around them.
5: They just uh-huh. fill you up. You just it want to be around true, them all it's
4: the time. Important. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, just there are people like that in life. Well, it's that sense of love that drew people to person X, right? So that sense of non-judgmental giving draws people. So person Y was attracted to person X.
1: Hmm.
4: Right. And because of that, now here's what happened. Once person Y connected with person X, they were so overjoyed that. They got angry if person X connected with person A through B through C through D. Yeah. D- d- in other on words. On any level. On any level. On any level. Yeah, okay. The very same thing, that, and I say this to say the very same thing that connects you to a person is the same thing that connects everybody else to that person too.
5: Mm-hmm. But
4: sometimes we become selfish in love and we say, okay, I got it. I like the way I I feel and I don't want anybody else to have this feeling. Yeah. So love becomes, in that way, coercive. And then we start using phrases like, if you really love me, you'll fill in the blank. Mm. If you really love me, you'll stop talking to that person. Mm. If you really love me, you'll get rid of all your female friends.
1: Mm. If you
4: <laughs> if you really love me, you're going to stop talking to those guys oh over there.
3: Oh, boy. See, you know, you know, now, see, that's how we bring it down to be real,
4: right? Yeah, nah, that's now, maybe, maybe I'm just talking about a few people, but I would yeah. think that there are some people out there who have experienced that, and I would love to, to hear some stories of what do you do or what have you done in situations like that. Well, let, let's hear what Rob
3: has to say about being attracted to person Y or X. Hey, Rob, you're on Radio by George. What's up man? Hey man, you're right, you, hey, you one of the guys, man. You know what man? I'm gonna make it official, man. You you're officially a part of the Radio by George Form, man. No doubt. No matter what wow. we talk about, you calling every week and got something to say, man. Well,
1: I appreciate it.
5: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, man. <Dad>. you that was <laughs> a good
3: a Okay.
4: Ah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> we'll send the energy to the one town. And we lost another great person today. Yeah. Can oh. a too. Indeed. So, uh, to all I to that won, um, Indeed. My is right all right. We will thanks, thank for you, yes, sir. thanks for calling in, Rob. thanks you for calling in, Rob. I appreciate right. it. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so without a doubt, man, the city of Memphis and West Tennessee – uh, definitely proud of the Memphis Tigers reaching the final four and I definitely will send some energy down there. Of course, Memphis is a very important city in the history of Egyptian culture, so I kinda mm-hmm. have a leaning toward that. So I'll go ahead and say congratulations and of course condolences to the family of this to the LeVert family mm-hmm. for losing Sean Levert. Uh that's two man, that's Gerald and Sean. Yeah,
3: yeah at a young
4: age. Lost, life is short. Lost
3: yeah. two great ones. Now that that's something we can definitely talk about. You know, you often hear like in death there's life in a lot of uh you know the religious cultures. Um especially you mentioned the Egyptian culture. What does that mean? How 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 do you look at death? You know, um some you say you say you're not supposed to fear it, but you fear the unknown.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And from your experience and from your teachings and philosophy you know you' you I guess uh, you can expand on this more in terms of what uh, practice you teach, whether it is Christianity or Egyptian or whatever whatever it may be.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, how do you death? Well personally, I view death as simply the flip side of life, uh, which is actually it's just a, it's a part of of living. The moment you're born into this world, you begin to die, mm-hmm. and if you steadily draw closer to that day. Uh, and you don't know the time, you don't know the hour, no man does. But uh, death can be a very sobering experience. We often talk when I've been called on to occasionally lead a funeral service for someone, we often say from the pulpit that the funeral is not for the dead person because their life was their eulogy. Mm-hmm. The funeral is for those of us who are here, for us the living, for us to reflect on our lives and what is going to, what's going to be our end in this earthly plane, and where we'll go from there, and what we left behind. Mm-hmm. From that time we're born to the time we die, that dash in the middle is all we have. Mm-hmm. So on that dash, what do we do to make sure that our dash, as small as it is, or as long as it is, is significant? And that's what death is. It's, it, it brings to us, who are, those who are living, a chance to reflect on just how important things are. So it goes into what we've been talking about the whole show and what we've been saying.
3: All right. Well, we're going to talk about life and death and reincarnation. you leaving that. Get a little bit deeper into this thing when we come back in two minutes, y'all. Stay tuned.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
4: What's it like?
2: What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely.
4: I miss my brother.
2: I miss my brother.
4: I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same.
3: I've got other people around me, but it's not
4: the same.
2: Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council.
0: Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map.
2: Rich, full stars.
0: And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Sharman Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Voice America.
2: You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. That's
3: right, you heard the number. If you had a coercive relationship, or if you're a guy out there and you was involved with a young lady, they say if you love me, please get rid of all your girlfriends and their numbers. <laughs> oh Dang. wow! Oh wow! You know, Any vice versa too for you ladies out there? So please call and let's hear your story. But I have one actually, not a not a big one. It wasn't too drastic, but in college when I first got drafted or was getting drafted around this time, uh, twelve years ago, thirteen, however long ago it was. I bought a a Range Rover, right? Mm -hmm. and uh, I would stay at my girlfriend's house, and she had a roommate. And one morning, her roommate was running late for class or something like that, and I was on my way to class, and I gave her a ride. My Lord. So I gave her a ride to class, dropped her off, that was it. So apparently... The roommate, I guess she was so excited about this brand new car I just got that she was bragging like, "Oh yeah, Eddie gave me a ride, blah, blah blah blah." It was so nice and this that whatever whatever. My girlfriend got upset and was like, "Don't you ever give her a ride again in that car? If you love me, you won't give her a ride." I was like, "I just gave her a ride." You know what I mean? And I was, I guess it was just something about that. I guess she felt insecure, or it was something. Um, going on with my girlfriend, where she probably felt threatened. I don't know. But that that was kind of odd to me that, you know, she got mad because I gave her girlfriend, her roommate, a ride to class and she bragged about it.
4: Well, was she justified, Eddie, in, in being angry with you? Because some women would say that she was justified in being angry with you because you gave the roommate the ride before you gave the ride to your girlfriend.
5: Oh, Uh, well...
4: And she wanted to be special. She wanted to be first. But no,
3: no, 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 no. I, I've always given her a ride. I mean, that, that wasn't even an issue. It was one morning where she didn't have school. You know what I'm saying? So she didn't need a ride. She didn't need a ride. (laughs) She had, she had me. I mean, so I, I, I didn't understand how you could get upset because I gave your roommate a ride. And, and if I loved her, I would stop.
5: Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. and that
3: was it was it was you know, during a time when I was young and the relationship was juvenile was pretty you know, so we would just get to know each other. But I just found that uh on the brink of a co co coercive
4: relationship right uh with the individual, you know? Well you, you named a couple of things here that 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 are pretty easy to see. You said young and juvenile. Yeah. Most relationships at that age are young. <laughs> you're young and juvenile yeah. because that is young and juvenile behavior. The danger is when we carry this same behavior over into our older years. So we're in our 30s, we're in our 40s, and we're still saying to people, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, you can't give her a ride.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: I don't want that woman in your car. I don't want that man to have your cell phone. Why are you sending texts to this person? Mm -hmm. These are the kind of things that we have happening in the digital age, right? We're Mm -hmm. talking about the digital age. There is so much more going on with email, yes. with texting. There's a whole new level of, of counseling that deals with cyber sex and cyber cheating and whether or not having on, a time fantasy time life online on, is hold on. Hold on. cheating or not. Hold
3: on, hold on.
4: Yeah? Hold on. Cyber cheating? Cyber cheating. <laughs> How and is that possible? This is something that's, that's very powerful. People can become emotionally attached to other people. Via the computer, and they may have never laid eyes on this person. Or touched them. Never touched them, never had anything. But you find a text message or you find an email from someone, and they're expressing how they feel about someone. They're emotionally attached to a person. So you've got your wife lying in the bed, asleep, and you're on the computer talking to some woman half a world or half a country away, sharing your dreams, sharing your understandings of the world, feeling acceptance. All of these things are a recipe for a disaster. Now, somebody, some uh, somebody might want to call in and, a- and answer that question: Is that cheating or not? But from you, their but perspective, you, but if a person is mostly attached to somebody else, it does raise the specter of cheating.
3: But it, do they actually know this person, or is it just some fictitious person that you know uh, that they create? We say cyber. Is
4: it like a like a uh, a, a character a yeah, character or something like that, or well, an actual person i don 't think they know the person in a biblical sense, but I think they know them uh, there can be any number. Some people live fantasy lives online, but then of course, the other people connect with people in chat rooms via email, mm-hmm. and they actually connect with real people, different places, and they share their lives, they share their stories, they share all sorts of things with these people and become emotionally connected it's not that hard to do and it's not that far-fetched a lot of people that i talk to in this day and age have a lot of connections that go on online so let me and ask you this. that it affects a relationship
3: now now dealing with the like uh let's say a married couple is it so much about <clears throat> a husband cheating or the wife cheating or is it more about uh how they confide in someone else their their deepest thoughts and, and they're able to open
4: up with somebody else well, look at it like this, right? And I and I say this because I always want to make sure that this strikes uh, a chord at home for people. Whenever they uh, raise that question, I ask them, well, you tell me. If your wife came to you and said, and I'm not putting you on blast, I'm just saying hypothetically, if your wife came to you and said, well, Eddie, um, I love you, it's just that I emotionally connect with someone else and... You know, I can talk to you about things, but I really can talk to another person about all of this and share these deep things, but it's no problem. I still love you. We're still good in a relationship. How does that make you feel as a partner?
3: Um, terrible. <laughs> but you know, my wife tells me she loves Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown's before me in anything.
4: But, <laughs> but will she share a life with Bobby Brown? Will she share her deepest secrets I, with I Bobby Brown? I would hope
3: she wouldn't want to share it. She'll come running back. <laughs> Let's see what Catherine from Ohio has to say about it. Catherine on radio by George.
1: Hi, Eddie. Hey, what's up? Hey, Um, I have a couple of comments um, on you know the whole love thing when you when you love someone with conditions. You know, if you if you do this, then you really love me. Or if you if you really love me, you won't do this. That's really manipulation, and you end up really stifling. The thing that you loved most about the person. So, so do you really want to do that? And are you really going to love the person if they do the things that you want them to do? Um, and then my other question or comment is about the spirituality piece of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's so much out there today as far as spirituality goes. There's the Eckhart Tolle, Buddhism, and then even you know the Joel Olstein, which is a little out there, but you know how do you how do you pick and choose the pieces that you agree with, but not be open to, you know? I have a girlfriend who just is it goes on the next bandwagon of of everything that comes along, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be cynical and you want to you know have have an open mind and an open heart to what's out there, but you can't jump on every bandwagon that's out there as well. Mm-hmm. So, so so how do you how do you really, you know? Pick and choose what you want to believe in, but stay true to who you are—that sort of thing. Mm. So, those, 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 that's my question, and then my comment. Okay. Thank well, you,
3: thank thank you, you yeah, so much a for a great question, Carl, You want to hit that?
4: Yeah, she she raised a couple of really big, really yeah. good oh, yeah. points. Um, I think that first and foremost, it's important that you have a foundation. Uh, I always recommend people when they ask. It, well, first thing I never do is I never give unsolicited <laughs> advice, but. When people do ask, I suggest that they make sure that they are firmly rooted in something, Mm -hmm. uh, that they understand what their core principles are, what their credo is, what their life philosophy is on a few things, with the caveat that you have the right to change. Uh, You have the right to evolve. All of us evolve. Mm So we have that right to do that. I think it's dangerous, however, because uh, if you do not have that foundation, then you tend to be swayed by everything good that comes along.
3: Now, when you say foundation, what type of foundation? Because somebody's foundation from being a Muslim to mm-hmm. a Christian to uh, a Buddhist, they're, they're totally different. And I guess, in a sense, everybody's looking for that foundation to evolve from. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know what she's talking about, Eckhart Tolle and, and, and Joel Osteen. In, in a sense, I've read part of Eckhart's book, Right, I've read all of Joel's, and in a sense, they're all talking about the same thing, exactly, it's exactly, all the
4: same philosophy, but told from a different point of view, it, exactly, right. If I take, if I take a Coca Cola, right, and I pour that into a glass, and I set it on the table, and I bring together people from different regions of the of the country, mm-hmm. somebody's I'm going to say, what is that? Somebody's going to say from the south, that's a cold drink. <laughs>
5: right. Somebody right. from
4: the north is going to say that's a pop.
5: Yeah, or, or and somebody or else is going to say it's yeah. a soda yeah. pop. Yeah.
4: So somebody else is going to say it's a soda. Now, the essence of what's in that glass is exactly the same thing, but you see it from different perspectives based on your culture, your your ethnicity, where you come from. Same thing with God. I often uh, think about that, and I I heard one person sum it up by saying uh, God created so many different ways of seeing him so that Mm. people could discover new things about themselves. Mm. So I've always thought that was real deep, but I think a foundation. Some people are rooted in their Buddhist philosophy. Some people are rooted in Christianity and Islam. And I think that's there. Uh, but other people who are not rooted in something, who do not have some principles to start with, can be swayed either way. So you walk into a person's house, man, and you see a shelf or a bookcase full of self help books. Mm. They got every self help book known to mankind. And I often chuckle because you come to realize that the person really can't help themselves because they're too addicted to reading about how to.
5: Mm-hmm. That they don't
4: have the time to actually put them into practice. So when the secret comes out, there's secret, 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 secret. When New Earth comes out, New Earth, New Earth, New Earth, yep, New yep. Earth. You know, improve yourself, improve yourself, improve yourself. <laughs> purpose-driven life, purpose-driven life, purpose-driven. <laughs> I'm like, ho, ho, ho! Take yeah. a five-minute break,
3: yeah, and let's
4: make something tangible happen in life. Yeah. Then you can get back to that kind of thing. So I think it goes into what Kathy was saying. It's very important uh, that you root uh, yourself in something solid to at least uh, start to, to grow out from.
3: But I guess in a sense, too, Car, to add to that, I, we're all looking for truth.
5: Mm.
3: I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. We're all looking for the truth. Mm. And the only way to get to the truth and to find the God is not, I mean, it's not in a book. I mean, it can help inspire you, but you have to look deep within. And when we come back, we'll talk about how to look more deep within yourself to find those answers
0: Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map.
5: Rich, stars.
0: And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host, Sharman Lane, is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel, for success made simple.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
3: That's right. You heard the number, so call in. I'm talking about spirituality, love and relationships, football, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was an interesting point someone brought up in the last segment. Jeff, um, Catherine, uh, she mentioned Eckhart Tolle. We've hit on that a little bit in his philosophy, and it's amazing that you do have these these I guess these books that come out: The Secret, uh, Purpose Driven Life, and so forth. And, and now Oprah has Eckhart Tolle on Monday nights on. Uh, Skype, um, for an hour and a half, talking about the,
5: the
3: the way to breathe, the way to live, the way to live in the moment, so to speak, um, we talked a little bit off-air about, is, is Oprah a religion? <laughs> is she a religion? I mean, everybody, I mean, she has a huge following worldwide. Has she become, I mean, whatever she says, people go out and they believe it for the gospel. So, has she is she considered to be a religion?
4: Well, you know, if you look at um, if you look at what a religion actually is, mm-hmm. you know, and what, what what components actually play into religion, some people could argue that Oprah has taken on religious stature. Yes, she has. I mean, because you know, if you look in uh, uh, if you look at uh, the religion itself being some kind of belief. Of, or belief in the power of a superhuman that controls everything in the universe, or a personal God for God. There are some people who would make an Oprah their God. They tune they tune into Oprah on a regular basis. If you look at the parallels between tuning into Oprah on a regular basis and attending a service on a regular basis, mm-hmm. then they're strikingly similar. And I raise this point. Muhammad, um, Orumala, Obatala, Jesus the Christ, uh, any number of these individuals who are the center point of their religion, because of whatever you want to call it, lack of technology or whatever you, you may say, mm-hmm. these individuals had nowhere near the following that Oprah has right now while they were alive on this planet.
5: Mm.
4: How many people could Jesus have, Jesus have reached at that time? Not they had 5,000. You just count those 5,000 and double that times 10. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe he reached 50,000 people. A mm-hmm. cat singing the national anthem reaches that in the football game. That's right. Th- at one time. So so when you're talking about a, a, a game mm-hmm. where people are, it's being beamed to 50 and 60 and 70 million people at one time, and people like Oprah, who have hundreds of millions of listeners over the years, it can be argued that perhaps one day you will see, a religion centered around Oprah Winfrey. I know that's scary to think about, but we mentioned Memphis earlier. There are people, there is a Church of Elvis mm-hmm. right now operating in the United States where people worship Elvis as a divine figure because wow. there was something about the way he did his music that touched a number of people to the point where now, they felt elevated if, by now it. Now,
3: is that, is that healthy? <laughs> Is I'm it, saying, is, is, really, is it is it is that is, if that's a way for them to uh, come to that peace um, or knowing God through an individual, is is that healthy to do? And well, with that being said, you know, I guess this quote unquote new new way of thinking um, that Eckhart Tolle is, is now talking about, it's not really structured by rules. So, with that being said. So many people live their lives within the rules of their certain religion versus just living. Mm. And is that yeah. is that something that's healthy to do, to live within the rules and still not to continue to grow spiritually or seek seek it personally, your spirituality, and the rules will apply them itself? Well,
4: man, you covered a lot, my brother. We, we could be on here forever talking about these things. But when you talk about it, you say, on one hand, yeah, you need rules, your foundation. But on the other hand, how, what is the nature of human evolution? hmm Physically, intellectually, psychologically, spiritually, we evolve. The planet evolves. Everything evolves. So although you have a given set of rules, people break those rules. Right? On a basketball court, um, there's a certain way of shooting a shot until the slam dunk came. hmm After the slam dunk came, it it didn't stop there. Then it became the reverse dunk, the 360 dunk. (laughs) Now people can jump from almost the top of the key. (laughs) It it continues to evolve. Uh Checking a wide receiver was was one way until the bump and run was was invented. There are a lot of things that evolve, and I think the same thing happens for us spiritually. We reach a point where... Life is operating according to a certain set of rules, and then something comes along to spark a quantum leap ahead forward to another generation. So Jesus, if I reference Jesus, I reference him a lot, but, but Jesus came along during the time of Judaism, a practicing Jew himself, and then started offering things on top of the scriptural texts that were there mm-hmm. in the Torah. And all of a sudden, there's a new movement taking place, and people, by and large, will look at him and say, Oh, this dude is crazy. Some people say, well, I saw him heal somebody and raise somebody from death say, so, yeah, man, am I mean, I'm not right. I didn't see it. I don't believe it. This happened, and then 150 years later, we have a scriptural text. 2,000 years later, we have a religion. So that's why I say it could very well happen so, that Oprah becomes a religion. My so, point exactly. So it's it is looked at as being built upon versus
3: something created from a different type of philosophy. hmm so, I guess where the fear comes in, or where most people argue, is that that old way of thinking is, is now moved to a new level of consciousness.
4: Yeah. And, and it's moved to a new level. It doesn't level make it wrong, though, right? No, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily make it wrong at all. Now, when you're talking about a, the relationship with, with your spirit that starts to cause harm and starts to cause negativity, then we know that we know a tree by the fruit it bears. A good a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and vice versa. It's 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 the fruit that we bear in our lives. If we are affecting, and infecting, and effecting positive change in people's lives, and we are demonstrating in our own lives that we have good things happen to, to us, we have realized dreams. We, through the struggle with our own relationships, continue that struggle because we do feel that there's something better waiting for us. That's right. Then we are growing, we are evolving, we are developing. When we're doing those things, we are speaking life, and we are enacting life, and planting a living seed that will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. When we're not doing those things, then we can go to church all day. That's we true. can go to the mosque five, five days a week and pray five times a day. We right. can pour libations until we run out of water. And if things aren't happening in our lives that are positive, if we're not continuing to build good relationships with people, then we're doing the things that are tangibly religious but are innately not spiritual, and you know that by the fruit that you bear.
3: Right, and, it's, and it's, it becomes ritual. Yeah, Exactly. Ritual, just, ritual without performing, meaning. You're just performing a ritual at that point in time.
5: Because mm-hmm.
3: um, if you're still uh, doing the things that you were doing three or four years ago and you so-called uh, changed your life, mm. then there is no evolution. Indeed. You're just simply changing your behavioral pattern as far as going to church.
4: What You know what
3: I'm saying? And you have to
4: so, add something to that. I mean, you you're getting me ready point. to do that. I mean, you you started a fitness challenge with kids down here. Yeah, and and you didn't just stop there. I think, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you're doing something like in another city or something. I think you're getting ready to do something with other kids. Yeah, we're doing
3: uh, we're doing a fitness challenge in Columbus, Ohio.
4: Oh wow. uh, Coming okay. up
3: May May third in the Ohio Stadium, and it's it's all geared toward kids living a healthy lifestyle early. Wow. And teaching them and educating them to to be active, to have fun while doing it, but more importantly, this is what you want to put in your body that's going to help you. I mean, get your palate used to eating these type of foods, so therefore won't be shocked when you stop eating that candy bar and start <laughs> taking care of it. You know, so it's just establishing those that behavioral uh, patterns earlier on in your childhood, and also uh, prov- providing a form for moms to learn how to cook and how to shop and how um, when you shop, uh, healthy is not expensive as you think. Mm. Because guess what? You're going to come out of one or two you're going to either pay for it now or you're going to pay for it later in terms of health care. Right. And, and that's, <laughs> you know. a spirit, that's a spirit, very
4: spiritual foundation. Exactly. What I what I heard, I mean, and I'm going to try to be in Columbus for that, but it's uh, you could have stopped right here with dealing with the kids down in the middle Tennessee area but now you're spreading that whole thing around because you mm-hmm. see how effective it is. And people can say, I can speak life into my children that's right. by changing the things that I give to them. I can speak life into my children by helping them develop. And that's a beautiful thing. Wow,
3: man. Well, that's the end. <laughs> it was a fast show today, Carl. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> everybody, you stay blessed. And whatever you're searching for is out there for you, just waiting for you to get there. So with that being said, I'm Eddie George, and I'm out. Same place, same hour. Next week, we'll talk some more. Until then, we out. Car, you got something to say? I'm out. All right. Be easy, people. Good week.
2: We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radio dot com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.
0: The Internet's number